Hi, this is Gary. I'm Shangar. And you're listening to The Bar. Alright, so today we're going to rank the MCU films. Super ambitious. What are we doing? The initial idea was to go all the way from 22 to 1. But we realized how time-consuming that's going to be. It's going to be two episodes. And we like, you know what? Let's just do the top 10 and the bottom 3. We'll be discussing that for an hour. <laughs> exactly, right? So this works, I feel. Exactly. Let's get into it. Let's go. So what is your bottom tree? The worst of the 22 MCU movies has been made since 2008. So for me, the worst one at number 22, The Incredible Hulk. I agree completely. It's just a rubbish film. It's garbage. Everyone agrees, I feel. And I, I, I tell you what I dislike about the film. The CGI for its time was rough. The Incredible Hulk in Avengers in 2012 and that movie in 20, 2008. Wow, what a world of a difference how far we've come in terms of uh, CGI and technology. I didn't like the way the Hulk looked. Yeah, I mean, and that's CGI itself, but the whole... I, I don't know, I just, I don't know what they got it got wrong about it, right? Like, Edward Norton in that he, character... He didn't look like Edward Norton. <laughs> Like, like, really? He looked depressed making the movie. Looks horrible. Actually, I right? was rooting for the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, okay. So very clearly, that's the worst. And we can move on from that. Second. Second worst. Uh, second last, 21st. Tore the Dark World. Yes. Absolutely agreed as well. What do you dislike about that? I, I didn't like anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was a couple of jokes in there... I thought it was a weak villain. I just didn't like it. I it's hated just it. Very off, and this wasn't even. Maybe it was Jane Foster, Natalie Portman's character. <laughs> and funny, she's coming back in the next tour. Yeah. Um, Love maybe that's why she never came back, right? Since that movie, it did so badly. They were like, Natalie, sit down. No, but the movie was bad as it is. It's not even relative to Thor Ragnarok. I feel right. It was already bad, if like for the movie it was. Yeah, tough. Twentieth. I feel it's Iron Man too. Really? Yeah, and maybe because I'm comparing it to Iron Man one and three, and it's the weaker of the trilogy. Is that something that's necessarily agreed upon? I, I, um, two is the one with um, Mickey Rock as the villain. Right? Exactly. I, I think if you base it on Marvel villains, they got really good characters and actors to play very dynamic villains in the later movies. But the early part, they were still struggling to find its footing. And Mickey Rock as Whiplash was just meh. Was the third or the second one that had worse reviews? I think it was the second one. Yeah. Yeah. The, the third, I think the big pull about it was a change of director. It went from John Favreau, who smartly took a step back and went to producing and he went direct other amazing things like Mandalorian, Jungle Book and um, The Lion King, yeah. right? And so it's smart of him to pass on the reins. Um, Iron Man 3 was different, it was fresher. It was Shane Black. Uh, I believe he did... What did he do? It was back to basics as well though, Iron Man 3. Yeah. It was, it was you know, remove my... my um, Costume, remove my mask. But they all compensated by giving all the suits we wanted to see. And for me, if nothing else, I'm in three, it's a Christmas film. 
Yeah, it was. I love Christmas film. I love it when you put it in a setting of a superhero film. So for me, I feel it's a bit more controversial. I think a lot of people won't agree with this, but I've always had this view. For me, after Thor and after uh, Dark World and after Incredible Hulk, the worst movie for me is actually Captain America, the first Avenger. Interesting. You don't like period films? It's not that I don't like period film. I just, it's just, I didn't feel it. I didn't feel the movie. Maybe not being a huge Captain America fan, I don't know if Interesting. that's... I mean, the director, Joe Johnson, he did things like uh, Jumanji, The Rocketeer. So, uh, you know, a really strong director to, to helm Marvel's first Which Avenger. Jumanji? The first one. Oh, okay. Oh, so it's a really old Yeah, dude. it's an old guy. I mean, great talent behind the camera. Um, and I can understand why they picked him for the first Captain America film, because it's a period piece. Right. Okay. So we we've agreed on the bottom two, the the the, the third one. Mm, you know, yeah. a bit of controversial picks there. Now let's go get to our top ten. Top ten. Let's do it. Who's number ten for you? Oh. <laughs> this is this is tough. There's a lot of good ones, and Marvel's made a lot of good films in the last few years. Um, maybe Captain Marvel, number ten. Okay. Okay, Captain Marvel's top 10. Decent uh, film, but 10. not the best for me. I felt, okay, so my answer is actually Civil War, okay. but I want to address your your take on Captain Marvel. I think it was, it was important for the world itself. It was important for the feminist movement. Significant, significant film, but it's just there were better films within the Marvel Universe. Okay. Civil War at 10? What do you think about that? Civil War would probably be 9 for me. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so it's very close around there, but what makes you think Civil War is a better movie than Captain Marvel? The ensemble of characters or...? Definitely, and maybe just the depth of the storytelling as well. It's nice to see the heroes fight each other. It's different. <laughs> I love Spider-Man's entry, by the way. Amazing scene. Loved it. Number eight. Spider-Man Far From Home. <laughs> Didn't even make it to my top ten, to be honest. I mean, I love Spider-Man. I love Spider-Man Homecoming. It just didn't make it to top ten for me. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, maybe because of Sony's involvement in it, I'm not sure. Um, Ant-Man, for me, is number eight. Something refreshing, funny, extremely funny. Humorous, light-hearted, solid eight. Seven. That's where Edmund ranks on my list. <laughs> okay, okay, so yeah, like it's it's almost that, and why? Again, you said it's, it's uh, see, Marvel has all these sub-genres for all the different films, and Edmund is a heist film, right? It was just fun and exciting, reminiscent of the Oceans yeah. films. Yeah. Uh, great cast, funny. Yeah. It didn't take itself too seriously. No, exactly. exactly. Which was nice to see, right? Especially when you see the contrast of the DC <laughs> film videos. But let's not get there. Number seven. What's your number seven? My Guardians of the Galaxy. Interesting. Right. <laughs> so, Guardians 2 is six on my list. Oh, wow. They didn't make it to my top ten. Okay. Felt like it was a very mediocre movie 
in that lineup. I mean, to be fair, a lot of the movies are really good, but we're talking about the the best among them, right? So, um, number six. I want to re- revise my answer. Six is Guardians of the Galaxy, not even two. <laughs> Taking into consideration what you just said. <laughs> Oh. If I had to choose, you just got influenced live on a podcast. <laughs> also, because I just realized they're better films. <laughs> okay. Um. So six is Guardians of the Galaxy. So now everything is pushed back by one. Captain Marvel doesn't make it to top ten. She's eleven at this point. Okay. Six is Iron Man for me. I mean, to be fair, it was the movie that created everything, started everything. We loved it. I must have watched it 20, no, 10 times at least by now. But right now, retrospectively, looking back at all the other great movies that were, that were made, so for me, I can choose five movies that are better than Iron Man. Hmm. So, my number fifth spot, I'm tied between Doctor Strange and Iron Man in some sense. I feel both story has very similar parallels in storytelling about this protagonist, sorry, uh, protagonist who has a struggle with his narcissistic, egoistic self, finding who he is, becoming a hero of his own story. Uh, they're a bit tight. And, yeah, stuff. That's interesting. Number five for me is Doctor Strange. There we go. And, yes, like you said, but maybe I just loved seeing Benedict Cumberbatch more with his narcissistic tendencies and his whole journey and going to Nepal and maybe just it's more personal to me with his whole journey of trying to find out more about life and that whole metaphysical world that he gets part of that's exciting so that's number five for me solid here's another controversial statement number four for me I'm tied between Spider-Man Homecoming and Thor Ragnarok oh okay um, no, I, I don't have either one of them. Number four for me is Avengers Infinity War. Interesting. Which, incidentally, is my favorite Avengers movie itself, as in the ensemble, everybody in it, you know, of, of the Avengers series itself. Number three is Black Panther. Spider-Man Homecoming. <laughs> wow, that's pretty, pretty high on your list. It is. Uh, to be honest, I, I remember... What do you like about Homecoming? I actually came out of the cinema super excited. Honestly, I won't lie to you. There was one point when it was... When I came out of the cinema first time watching it, I that was my most favourite MCU movie, actually. Just something about this underdog, this kid who's been, you know, pushed aside, cast aside, not given a chance, you know. And and he, he goes out, he, against all odds, he, he achieves the unex- unthinkable and for me I guess I guess I found it really relatable personally to me and it became he became my hero so and this young kid right and Tom Holland was so charming in his in his, in his character I loved it for me I had this very childlike excitement about Homecoming because very fresh take on Spider-Man it got me excited even the music my gosh you know, it got me all wanting to suit up and shoot webs and swing from building to building and this is why it's tied between Thor Ragnarok because I felt Thor Ragnarok was a fresh take on the Thor franchise and Spider-Man Homecoming was a fresh take on the previous Spider-Man films I've seen yes that's also there right and then for me easily the best Spider-Man movie that's been made oh, into sure. a film for sure yeah. yeah and I guess another thing why Far From Home didn't make it in my list in my top 10 is because I loved 
uh, homecoming so much, but far from home just felt like, like the character, <laughs> he just didn't grow up. Like all right, you know, stop sulking. Time to time to time to grow up, right? But he's like, no, I don't want to be. A, I want to don't be a hero. I just want to love my girlfriend and stuff. Like I'm like, hello, just. You know, it's time for you to get some responsibility, right? Like, didn't your uncle ever say that to you? Like, the actually, he never heard the line, right? In this, within this series. I guess for me, far from home, being a follow-up from Endgame had an emotional beat to it that was just different. Sure, there was a little bit of a whiny Peter Parker going there. I felt the stakes a lot higher because it's of all the villains fighting had to fight. It was so much more. Um, the stakes were a lot higher, but also on an emotional level, he was living up to his mentor, his Uncle Ben of Tony Stark, who, yeah. spoiler alert, he lost in Endgame. Yes, I guess. Okay. Uh, number two for you. Am I on number two? Oh, no. Yeah, correct. Three was Black Panther. Yeah. So two, again, it's one of those tie, and it's my final tie, um, between the first Avengers and Infinity War. Okay. And, and, and again, I'm just you the big one. A complete fanboy point of view. The first Avengers was a dream come true, right? Seeing all six of them unite was something I never thought I would live to see today. And Infinity War was equally the same amount of excitement seeing all the other Avengers or the heroes in other films come together. He actually come to think of it. Yeah, you should have that movie should have made it into my top ten. I think can I kick civil out a uh, civil war out now? <laughs> okay, my number two, Black Panther. We didn't really talk about Black Panther earlier. So for me it's a solid entry. Obviously, um a very inspiring movie. Chadwick Boseman who sadly Yeah. From the late Chadwick Boseman. So odd to actually say that, right? The late Chadwick Boseman. Crazy. It's crazy, but what a movie. What a culturally significant and relevant film to have in this day, age and time, right? Especially for young black people around the world. And the way I see it, the, the whole Marvel thing is just a medium, right? But what they made is an amazing movie with, with representations of the black people. And it, it symbolizes a lot more. I, I don't want to take away, I don't want to, I feel like, Putting it as an MCU movie almost takes something away from it, but Black Panther as a standalone film, amazing. And that's why it was amazing. nominated for Best Picture. Do you notice that? Yeah. It stood out as being the only Marvel film to be nominated for Best Picture because yeah. it's on its league of its own. And I know there's an argument to be made that it's technically not the first Black superhero film that the Blade trilogy in the <laughs> 90s was the first Black superhero film. But I would argue that Black Panther has a lot more inspiration a lot more empowering message message within yes. its storytelling Absolutely. compared to Blade. Blade was basically a bad guy fighting Just vampires killing people congrats yeah, yeah. you're right Black Panther was so much more than that okay number one for you Avengers Endgame no surprise there <laughs> why Oh man, I think it was just everything that I was waiting for in 11 years of the MCU to happen. It hit all the sound beats, it paid homage to all the previous films. There were certain callbacks and Easter eggs that, as a fan, I loved. But I think more than anything, it was a film that I watched very differently. There were moments I cheered, I, I laughed. Right. And there are moments where I was really, really, really emotionally affected. 
crying, basically, right? I walked out feeling this sense of emptiness that I didn't want it to end. And you and I, we got to watch this in a cinema of 400 people with our homeless friends and now everyone, our friends. And there was something about that moment, sitting in that cinema, seeing everyone react to that film like it was a football match. It wasn't a movie. They were cheering, they were clapping, people were just... It was something else. It was, to me, an experience. Yep, you're right. But I guess for me, I, I felt the, the, the ending of Infinity War itself was just so much more significant. That for me, so much more impactful. And I just felt like it was a better movie than the Endgame. But that's from a, from a critical point of view. So but is it, Infinity War your number two? No. No, it's not. It's not. I, Infin, Infinity War is my number four. But I still think it's a better movie than gotcha. Endgame itself. But I think it's a, it's a comic fan versus a movie fan thing? Yes. Yeah. So what's your number one? Oh. Thor Ragnarok. Absolutely original, authentic, funny, hilarious. Uh, Taika Waititi obviously made it. And I think, again, another movie for me, my top two, if you realise, remove all the Marvel characters aside, these are two amazing movies on their own. And for me, Thor Ragnarok takes the cake just because of how original, how authentic it was. It was just mind-blowing. It was funny. The whole, you know, Hulk dropping down and onto the floor. And they... I I almost I'm almost surprised that that the Marvel studio gave so much freedom for Taika Waititi to just do what he wants to do, removing all the Marvel things at at play. Which is brilliant. And that's what sets Marvel Studios apart from the rest. Is they were giving the ability to their filmmakers to tell their stories the way they wanted to. Their quote unquote director's cut. Yeah, exactly. So. There you go. Your thoughts on the future films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe? To be honest, I'm at a point where I feel like it's already been so well summarized. I feel like this whole phase is this phase one or are we? We finished phase three. Oh, okay. I feel like there's a nice, you know, there's a nice collage right now. I feel like. I hope we didn't peak. And it's downhill. It feels like it, you know. To be honest, like how do you, where do you go from here? We haven't seen the upcoming films yet. True, but if okay, if you get directors, original directors like James Gunn and Taika Waititi to do their stuff, then I think there's a lot more to look Perhaps forward to. Perhaps have very colourful, interesting characters that's coming in Phase 4. We have Eternals, we have things like She-Hulk, Miss Marvel, the first Muslim character. Um, it, it could be quite interesting. You know, Doctor Strange 2, and now with the whole Disney+, Plus platform allowing them to tell stories at one hour blocks over eight to ten episodes it's a different approach to storytelling but do you ever feel like that could be an overkill to constantly produce all these spin-off this one-off shows you know and and i feel like this is it, it removes the exclusivity and and again the most important part it removes the whole cinematic experience itself now everyone watches it on their tv it just becomes oh, really. it's like any other series I that mean, you watch they will still keep the big films for the cinema for sure like eternals or shang chi which is coming out early next year but it allows you to tell smaller stories on the small screen on characters that you may never 
get a chance to have their own film, but here it gives them an avenue to tell their stories. So if you're interested in who they are and their development as a character, there's this space for you. And you can still have those movies that you see in the cinemas. You can still have the big action-packed movie experience going. Um, it just gives you more options as an audience. And made for Marvel fans, I guess. Exactly. I'm looking forward to Black Widow and I'm looking forward to Thor Love and Thunder. I think those are going to be really solid entries and I'm looking forward to watching them on the big screen. Awesome. That's all the time we have for this episode. Until the next time, take care. Bye.